Hello everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show. The Secret Power of You, with special guest Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind, a very powerful and mysterious force, to identify what has been holding you back, release it, to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself, to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Terry Christine directly, please visit www.terriech. R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to C-View and listen to all our shows. For more information, visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready! Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine. Thank you, Danny. And welcome, everybody, to today's show. It is Valentine's Day, people, and happy Valentine's Day to everybody. In today's show, it is the episode Cuddle and Snuggle with me, myself, and I, which is perfectly uh, created for today's uh, occasion of Valentine's Day. So everywhere in the globe, we are thinking about relationships. Even if we, can't, if we don't believe in Valentine's, somewhere in there you're thinking, Am I with the right person? Is the person that I wish to have come into my life? Or am I, can I improve whatever relationship I have with a loved one? 
So now let's bring Terry Christine so she can expand a little bit on today's show, and then we're going to go ask, uh, to, ask, um, to get all the callers that are waiting to have a question with Terry. Hey, Terry, welcome. Hi, Claudia. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, when we scheduled for the year, and I remember us talking about Valentine's Day, and here it is, and doing it on this day is, is really going to be great because the topic is cuddle and snuggle with me, myself, and I. And all relationships do start with self. But where is the relationship with self? We are constantly focusing on everything that's around us because our eyes make us feel that that's our reality. And so then that's when we're stepping outside of ourselves to pull others in for that self-fulfilling or satisfaction when that love, that honor, that cherish mm -mm -mm, is all right already in there. It's about setting the fire glowing again for self, the burning desire for self, feeling love for self, meaning the space that you feel really comfortable with just sitting alone in your house doesn't mean you're a recluse, but feeling really good and eliminating and feeling uh, that you have no voids in your life. And this is where we're going to dig deep into creating that relationship with self so that all your other relationships are supersized and feeling more complete and more magnificent. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's been a while, Claudia, since I talked about the beginning of my story and when we just briefly chatted with the first caller that we've set up for um you know that has chosen to step in to allow me to talk to them first that within my story um we all have so much going on in our lives and we're, again, as I was just saying about having the relationship for self, but when we disconnect from self, we're all focusing on what's going on outside of ourselves. And I had that, those moments, and I lived that life. I was in a corporate world, two little girls. I was with the partner, um, uh, well, with my partner, which was the father of my children, but we were never married. And I really, truly wanted to show him how much I loved him and how much our children loved him. And so I constantly was showing space of uh, support, unconditional love, so that he could turn around and give it freely. But as I was explaining, I chose to live so far outside of myself, constantly trying to prove to someone else that I loved him and it was safe to love back unconditionally, that over time, 14 years as a matter of fact, I became very resentful of constantly giving and never receiving as I wanted. I wanted to give as I, or get, receive as I was giving and not getting it in return. So when you're doing it so long, it gets to the point where you become resentful, you become angry, lonely, and lost. And I was all of them. And it was three months before the end of that relationship where I didn't want to live anymore. It had gotten to that point where I was like an empty vessel. I had nothing left to give. And so I was crying every night for that last year. 
And it was so profound for me that everyone thought that I had allergies and I was simply just hiding my pain, agonizing pain. And if anyone has been to that point or is here because you may not have a Valentine or you might be at the beginning of a relationship, so that's the beginning of your Valentine. But I, as some of you, was living in that emotional pain that I could not get myself out of. And so instead of continuing to go on and live that pain, I decided I didn't want to live anymore. And so I was the type of person that I would rather have had something else taken away from me, meaning that last breath, versus doing it myself. So I climbed out of the bed. It was 3 a.m. I remember I looked over at the clock and I went right into the bathroom and I just just melted and cried so deeply grunting, crying that I had nothing left. And I was asking God to please, with all my heart and all my soul, just stop my heart because I that would be perfectly where I wanted, the bliss of just nothingness. And then I started feeling like I was floating. My eyes were closed, but I could see stars so close I thought I could touch them. I had this dampness around me. I was floating in this space and time, and I knew I was there. I felt at peace. I felt loved. And then I heard three simple words. Love will come. It was so loud and so masculine and vibrating. I just went, oh, my God. And just as I felt I grabbed it, I swooshed back into my body, shook my head a little bit, and I said, what in the world? And then I climbed back into bed, and then I woke up the next day, and my entire life was changed. It happened exactly like that. And with that moment, I chose to catapult myself with the pain versus going further deeper into any resentment. And so being the type A person that I was, and I am a little, but not hardly as what I was, I was able to still use and say, okay, I got something to anchor into. Because when you're in that so lowest of low vibration of not wanting to live, and moving up to the sense of hope, it literally is like someone just put their hands in yours to lift you up. And then I had that sense of hope. So I went to the bookstore the very next day when I woke up. And look, I was the type of person, took care of the house, took had a job. You know, I was a director of sales. I, I took care of the kids. He just had like this 1940s life because that's what he wanted. He'd sit and read the paper. He'd mow the lawn. And he'd come in after the gym and sit down and have dinner. Everything had to be a certain way for him. And then I decided, you know what? I got this calling. I got hope. I ran to the bookstore, and before that, I could only read one book a a year if I was lucky. Oh, my gosh. I was reading two to three books a week. I couldn't believe how fast I was moving through them. I, I all of a sudden got this superpower of speed reading. I understood what was going on. I absorbed it. It was making sense. And and these authors that I had never heard of, and I'm sure many of you are are hearing them now, Esther and Jerry Hicks, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Eckhart Tolle, Brandon Bouchard, all of these amazing, gifted, and talented people that I had never heard of, 
I started pulling these books off the shelves and reading them and supersizing in my life inside of me. And I stopped focusing on him and how he could satisfy me. And the topic of today is really all about where are you stuck in being able to snuggle and cuddle with you to feel the gratitude of you, to see how you created all that you are right here, right now, and to live in the gratitude of who you are no matter what. And the more that we focus on all of that, because that's a lifestyle, my friends, then all of the magic starts happening. I'm telling you, I'm a magical being, like a magical uniform or a unicorn in a uniform. (laughs) And, And I manifest everything I truly desire because the caveat here, my friends, is that I trust. And that took some work. I'm telling you, the things that I've done in my life, I walk the walk, talk the talk to this very day. But the key thing here is to trust no matter what. No matter what you think your life looks like right now, no matter what lack you're living in, no matter what struggles or pains you are going through, it's to clear the subconscious space so that you're not hanging on to the past, Um, lifestyle or the past parental guidance because think about this limiting beliefs and blocks are usually created before the age of someone between a caregiver such as your mom or your dad it doesn't mean that they were physically or abusively excuse me physically or mentally abusive it simply means that in that time and space you chose to say something to yourself it became part of your subconscious and now here you are as an adult and you're triggered by people around you, experiences around you, and it's a feeling that bubbles up. And until you heal that, release that, clear that, it's going to continue to happen. And I do not believe in coincidence, and I used abusive, so somebody on this line is being abused, may it be emotional or physical, and I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh, I can feel. I'm very, very sorry you're going through that pain as I feel that for you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And then allow yourself to receive, as Claudia said at the beginning, so that we can shift this out and so that you can let go and see things differently. Even though your eyes are showing you one thing, your heart, mind, body, and soul can feel and see things differently. So let's move into that space. Hold the space together as one collectively, everyone. And the more energy we hold collectively, the more powerful we will have shifts today, individually and collectively, and allow ourselves to receive this love on this special Valentine's Day and know that we can all do it together. So I am honored. I am grateful. We're going to make this happen super size powerful. So, Claudia, go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So just like you said, let's create a sacred space and let's bring Marilyn to the show. Good morning. Good hey, afternoon. Marilyn. Hi. Hi, Terry. So nice to speak with you. And thank you for sharing your story. I resonate with so much of it and appreciate that um, vulnerability. Um, I guess for me, my question has to do with actually 
my question was sparked by the fact that my uh, mother, 86 years old, recently moved in with us. Um, it was not her choice. She was forced to leave her boyfriend and her home and her life by her boyfriend's daughters, um, I believe. Um, she would prefer to be with her boyfriend, but he was 89, she's 86, um, she's here now. Anyway, it's difficult because it's very sad in one respect, and yet I want to be open to love her as much as I can. Um and support her and give her a safe place to be, a loving place to be. And what that has done actually has sparked me to want to reach another level, a higher level of love. In fact, to open myself up to the collective voice of spirit, of source, of God to work through me. And I am wondering how to do all of this with any guidance you might have. Mm, that, that's so wonderful. So I was listening to your story. Well, first, when you um, when you said hi, I immediately got a dad block, that limiting belief within that. And then the more you talked at the end of the story, I got a God block. And I can tell you briefly what the God blocks mean. But let, let's. Uh, there were some other things with your mom. When you first started at the very beginning, two or three words, I felt your energy drop a little. And mm-hmm. Then I understood what was happening with the other family of them feeling that, you know, when it gets, when we get to a certain age, there are extra things that have to happen to help us because our bodies are showing us more of a decline sometimes, not all, uh, but, you know, when we get to that age, sometimes, you know, we move slower and certain things happen and then, um, what the space that she was sharing, obviously others felt that it was going to be more burden or more troublesome or more whatever we can fill in the blank with lots of things with more. And then others chose to shift, not necessarily for being positive toward the couple, meaning your mom and her loved one, but right. others sometimes have a tendency to come in and then, and, and I'm so sorry, it's, it, can reflect into a, such a negative way. And I'm sure your, your mom is feeling that loss. Uh, yeah. And so it's going to be really important for you to really hone into her feeling without her speaking, because at this point now she's separated from a connection that she had that lifted her, even though they yeah. may have had their ups and downs, it still does lift you. Uh, yeah. And because now her anchoring her, her support mechanism that, non-spoken energy has been severed or separated, she may now start showing signs of more decline or going down in that respect. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It absolutely does. That's one thing I've been sort of anticipating. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So where you have to connect into is the, energy so the unspoken words and the trusting your own intuition so many people think that when they first start trusting their own that who am i to do that what if i'm wrong these are all things that i teach intuitive development and usually i have an eight-month course and around the fourth month people start saying these exact words because they're Mm -hmm. so concerned about what if i'm wrong the -hmm. thing is that if you are trusting that inner knowing so much that you're not wrong. And as I moved into my spiritual journey 
and I work with clients, the, the key component is if a person starts focusing on what if or what if I'm wrong or oh my gosh, right, and, and pulling back from the energy, mm-hmm. pulling back mm-hmm. from that, then it mm-hmm. gives you a sense of doubt and then you get confused and then you can't, it's hard to feel that truth mm-hmm. or that connection. So okay, when you're making any, mm-hmm, so when you're making any decisions or you're, or you're communicating and she's saying no, but you're feeling the opposite, trust what you're feeling because when you're, when you're dealing with other people, you have to create a safe space, number one, with children, with older parents, even with partners, and anybody else for that matter. But a safe space is that no matter what is said or, or not said, you have to trust within your inner being that you can share with unconditional love or within your truth, which is love, without ego or judgment meaning accepting others as they are, but you're not the punching bag, so there's a fine line between that. And then uh, allowing yourself to share um, how you think she may be feeling so that she can share it too and feel safe. When she feels safe, she'll be able to bring up her energy and then anchor into the collective energy, meaning the whole family in the house versus just you. So you're not going to feel like she's weighing or pulling you down. She's going to feel more open to receive all of the love within the home, even the walls in itself, too. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So um, there, it's really important for you that at the beginning of this, and you're wanting to connect and hone in to her energy, is to clear your mind. Meditation is so important when we're stepping into trusting our own intuition. And so if you're taking 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you do not have to have a full-blown hour. Just quiet, get away from the phones, close the door. You don't have, don't lay down, you'll fall asleep, sit up, but just separate yourself. You can even sit in the car, but separate yourself for 15 or 20 minutes, clearing your mind. So the master person uh, who can meditate in a very profound way is the one who clears the mind can go deep within that theta level and ask for answers. A lot of people are taught, Oh, you just sit in the corner, you clear your mind and you let it go. And then you just know that everything is good. And when I speak to many people about how they meditate, I ask them, do you hear anything that comes in? Oh yeah. I push it away. I said, well, hello. They could be your answers. You don't want to push it all away. What you are is you want to focus on keeping a clear mind and then going deep, asking for answers. So in your case, start with what will it take. That's how you can get the answers from source, and then it's going to present it in multiple different ways. It could be really good, not so good, and really not not so good. However, it might be an opportunity that you have to set some boundaries or clear something of your own. But when you start by asking on that deeper level, when your mind is clear, what will it take for me to help my mom in a very significant manner? What will it take for me to see, know, and believe how she can live a prosperous life and open her heart to others so that we can support her in every way, shape, and form? 
What will it take for me to receive, give, and know that love is all within me, around me, and who I am? And so when you say things like that, do you see how broad it is? But then it's almost focused, right? It's broad and focused. And so there, and and make sure, because we get really tied up with, oh, what can I see for my mom to help her health? Well, that's kind of limited. But if you say, help me see in a profound way that I can be the source of, you see, it's totally changed now how I said it. Yes. I see that. Yeah. yeah that is a, mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So meditating, I'm hearing for you it needs to be before like 11 a.m. You start getting really busy. Then before you know it, it's 5 o'clock. So if you can find the time, like get up a half an hour early, get that 20 minutes in uh, where it's a quiet house um, or, you know, and then when you start really practicing, people can meditate when they drive. You're not closing your eyes. I do it all the time. (laughs) And (laughs) I can clearly know what's going on around me. But uh, clearing your mind. And asking those questions when you go deep, it, it, I'm hearing it's going to take you a couple weeks. They're saying closer to five weeks, but you can shift that timeline. Practice, practice, practice. Don't give up. And, girl, you're going to come back on here and say, you have no idea. I'm hearing such clear answers. And you're going to know that this form of energy coming at you has always been there and been waiting for you to ask. Okay, great. Thank you, Terry. You're welcome, Thank you, honey. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, one second. They're saying uh, one more thing. Trust and know that all your answers have always been within you, and you're you have been about eighty percent been um, used to asking and confirming by others. Eighty mm-hmm. percent. So you know what that means? Like, oh, what do you think? What do you think if I do this or wear this? Are you used to that? Yes, yes, I know what you, yeah. mean, what you mean, yes. Oh, okay, so that's 80%. And there's a 20% of you that are don't need confirmation and you feel it. It's important now to flip all of that. If you are okay. feeling it, trust it. And then you don't need confirmation from others. If you'd like to hear someone, you know, if you're wearing a nice dress, you want to hear someone say that dress looks great, it's okay to say, what do you think about this dress? But you don't have to ask anyone else, do you think I should buy that dress? That is what you right. want. You put it on. Look in the mirror and say, woo, that looks good. It's mine. Right? <laughs> right. right. Okay. I got so it. Flip, so flip it. Trust more. Okay? Yep. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, Marilyn. And you know, Terry, with my dad, my dad is an 83, I guess. One thing that helped me with uh, my relationship with him is I wanted him, well, I want to have a better relationship with him. He's 80-something. He never calls me, but I never call him back as well. So I decided this year, you know what, I'm going to call him weekly. So I set it up on my um, phone so it will remind me because I forget things. And I've been calling him every week at the same time. We agree into that. And sometimes he even forgets about our call. But it's not about him. It's about me. So 
every week after I call, I'm like, wow, I, I like it. Because it's, it's for me. So when I, instead of, of waiting for him to give me what I wanted, I went ahead and got it. That is so nice. It almost, I started welling up in my chest. I could feel my heart starting to span, expand when you were saying that, Claudia. And we have to really understand that when we start thinking about what we want and then we flip it to, well, why don't you know that's what I want? Because you've been around or yeah. you're my parent and why aren't you calling me? And, and then we just have to stop and decide within us like you did and say, you know what, if I want this, why am I not creating this? So to turn around and like you said, use your tools for success, your phone calendar, your alarms. Everyone now has quite a few smart houses where you can ask uh, Google or Alexa to remind you. And there were so many things that I've learned about creating some of the things that I want. And when I work with uh, couples and I work with individuals, I, I tell them, you know, we all can't read each other's minds. I mean, I, I'm getting pretty good, but, you know, I've been 13 <laughs> years of this work, <laughs> but not everybody is as connected as I am. And there's no reason to put all of that pressure on others like I was doing in my relationship. And you know what I did? I constantly set myself up for failure. And so I was in this vortex of constantly never getting the things that I wanted because I put all that pressure on him to satisfy my own internal desires and needs and love. Now, in the end, he wasn't choosing to step up into clearing his own limiting beliefs. So he was placed on my path, number one, to help me create these two amazing, beautiful beings that I have and that I that are in my life, which are my two little, little girls, but they're 23 and 21 now. And then it helped me so profoundly about valuing myself, loving myself, not having to focus on others to be happy because that was all that I ever knew that my mom showed me with my dad. And again, that was the limiting belief that I only knew because of the patterns ongoing for 18 years of my life that my parents constantly showed me that the, that the wife has to be the caregiver when the husband comes in. Even though we were 1940s, it wasn't, well, I'm not that old, but they <laughs> lived in that state. And what do you think I attracted? The same partner that wanted me to stay in that state because that's my subconscious running my world. So if many of you have attracted a parent as a partner, and I know what you know what I mean, then that's the only thing your energy knows. It's time to crack the nut and break the vicious cycle. And if you're finding that you're, you know, you're out of a relationship and you want to attract another one but not like the others, now is the time to focus and clear the limiting beliefs wrapped around what your parents showed you. There are so many t scientific uh, evidence, uh, scientific results of evidence that shows that we are the results of our environment, including disease. I read a report, it was probably about a year ago, about breast cancer. 
And if we think about it, and I talked to, to quite a few women about this, that if you had a grandparent that ended up passing for breast cancer and then her daughter, which can be your mom, starts going, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't get it. I took care of her. I hope I don't get it. And she gets it. Then here you're the third one going, oh, my God, two people before me, I hope. And then you get it. Delete, 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 delete. (laughs) That's because your focus now is all about them and how they had it and then how you could end up having it, which is just simply all the fear and now focus. Again, an intent is a desire that places, and if you have a strong intent, it's like a rocket ship. You put it into the collective consciousness, and voila, that's kind of how it happens, and, and then your answers can come back at you, and they may not be the greatest answer. You know, So that's why we have to be fully present in our thoughts because our thoughts create all of that, And even though you're thinking one thing and then 10 minutes later you start saying something else, it's that teeter-totter, that seesaw of, you know, positive thoughts, negative thoughts, energy, energy, you know, negative, positive, and all of that. Um, It's funny. I was working with a client the other day. Uh, He uh, has MS, and I worked on him remotely. There is no time and space with energy for six sessions. And then came from Boston to the Maryland area for me to do hands-on healing. And uh, what had happened is that over the phone, he would tell me, I'm so positive, I'm so positive, I do and live everything you say, I know it, I know it, I know it. But then I worked on him for 13 hours, so it was five hours one day, five hours the next day, and three hours the final day. And when I approached him on a day-by-day every morning, the first response he gave me was so negative, the very first response as soon as I laid my eyes on him. So that was telling me that he's not living in the lifestyle of being fully present in his thoughts, in his actions, and what he truly wants and desires. But when it comes to a case of someone that has a disease or physical challenges and it's a long time, then I totally do understand how it's hard to keep your positive mental state and not go into the negative because it's an ongoing process. But, however, if your uh, disease or challenge, physical challenges, are plateaued, where in his case he had it for 10 years and hasn't changed, but his body's changing, I told him, then your thoughts are changing. Then what your body is doing is changing, meaning he may not be walking as much. He may not be taking care of himself as much. He may be looking for the magic button to get out of that. So there is the magic button is all within. Does this all make sense? It does. It does, um, Terry. And that is so important in getting back into our um, topic of the day. When you have someone your loved one, and someone that has a disease, like in the chat room, we have Elaine Jean, who's asking, how can I improve my relationship with my husband, who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and she is in New Jersey, so how, what would you yeah. tell her? I would tell her, similar to like what I told Marilyn, you know, when you, first of all, when we have partners, you have two souls and two separate energies that are all residing in one area or in one environment, which is the home. And so when you have another partner that has a disease or a memory loss 
such as the Alzheimer's, and then you see them going um, depleting, uh, depleting their memory and their physical health and all of that. And as the one who loves, right, and they love too, but you're the one seeing it, it can be so heartbreaking and, and so sad. However, we have to just know that when a person has something that has come on to them, they're at a point where they are going to choose certain things. Now, I know that we think, oh, they have Alzheimer's and they don't recall or they don't know, but then they become more and more in, internalized in their body, right? And so there is where we do what we can to love them as much as we love ourselves. So we have to make sure that we don't give up our entire being to take care of them all because if you, it's like the plane going down. If you don't put the oxygen on yourself first, you're not going to be able to help the one sitting next to you. So you have to be able to love yourself and love them too. So like what I explained to Marilyn, you have to spend time, 15 to 20 minutes, clearing your mind, going in, asking your source guides, angels, whatever you want to call them, help me find the beauty in today. What can I do so that I can laugh more today? What will it take for me to know that everything around me supports me and loves me as I live in this space of all that is? So with that, when you're dealing with someone that you're helping, uh, you're the caregiver or you're helping them, remember to clear your mind for that time frame so that you can help yourself and be reminded and shown that you are love, that you are an individual soul that needs nurturing and caring too. So when you are asking those statements and they come at you, it can come at you as a text, as uh, you walking by and someone on the other phone, that meaning that you just happen to hear them saying you are beautiful and they're saying that to the person on the phone. However, you heard it as you were walking by. That is your message too. It can be seen on bus signs going by. It, it, there's so many different ways and every breath you take is a sign. Here's a perfect example. And it stays within our topic. I was talking to a woman who she says, I, I don't have clarity of my, my job. I know I want something. I have uh, a husband who's ill and a special, special needs child, and there's nothing left for me. And four different times on a 30-minute call, she could not hear what I was telling her. Two times she said the phone was disconnected, but she, I could hear her clearly, even her breath. And then we would come back, and she goes, oh, I can hear you now. And then the fourth time, she got a, a phone call while we were on the phone from her husband's work, and he was down the hall, and she panicked, meaning she disconnected and didn't hear what I was saying, and she had asked me a perfectly good question. Now, <laughs> things like that are also signs. They're saying, what is it that you don't want to hear? And when I kept saying this, I said, honey, this is right in your face. And she kept pushing back. But I was saying, please take the time 
to meditate and ask, what will it take for me to hear, to see the signs, to know? But she kept saying, oh, but the call just came in. It was from his work. And, oh, your phone was not working or it was my earbuds. Hello, everything is an answer. I hope this is helping a lot of you because if you're pushing away clear signs, like that woman, half an hour, four times she couldn't hear me, that was really profound in the work that I do because I see patterns and that was clearly a pattern of something she did not want to hear. And so where in your life are there these tiny or simple yet profound messages that you may be just pushing away, but they're right in front of your face? So for the person in the chat room, I'm suggesting what are these little simple or, or subtle things that seem to be happening that you may be going or saying it's a coincidence or you're just not seeing it? You know, there can be a bird that flies to your window or you might be seeing a feather that you walk every day. I've heard a woman says she sees a white feather every day and she is not walking in the same place. And those are little messages and signs for her. Look for your signs. Yeah, the answers are always there. So let, let's go to Knoxville and let's bring Kathy to the show. Hi. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Terry. Um, actually, a lot of a lot of the stuff that you have said has um, already helped me. Um, you know, just kind of think about what I what my next steps are. Um, I actually don't even know how to go into this, but I am having certain, I know I'm having certain blocks, and it's it's actually, um, I'm a wife and a mother, and I have all these loving relationships, but I, I feel stuck. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not doing enough to, mm-hmm. to help out to help out my family and uh, just because I have some time during the day, but I want to be more productive in helping out my family, but I don't exactly know where to go or what to do, what path to go on Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to to be productive for them. Yep. So there's a couple of things here. You are very much struggling not to lose it I can hear it in your voice and I can hear it in the vibration of what you're saying so it makes you feel like can you say that again mm -hmm. yep it's you're struggling to to not lose it meaning you're on like you may not feel like you want to cry but there could be one certain thing and all of a sudden you well up you're like oh my gosh how did that happen like it's you're right on the edge and also you have a very strong mom block and I already knew it was about not being good enough but when you said not enough I went "Mm." (laughs) mmm because I had already was waiting for you to stop talking but there's a very hold on for a second let me help you six and eight six is strong the the, at the age of six, you you owned this block, but eight full blown trigger. So, and I'm used to seeing these six and eights a lot with children and their parents. So, give me a second. Let me 
Let me okay. see uh, what that was. Did your mom have a way of having, oh, I'm so on it, <laughs> having things a certain way? Like, um, like if she helped you with any school projects when you were in uh, elementary school, she may have sit down with you or say, oh, why don't you put the flower over here, honey, or draw the, it in pink color, or that looks so pretty, and, you know, let's yeah. put the plant over here, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a project for yeah, exactly. It was it was my project, but she kind of ended up doing it. <laughs> there you go. There uh, been there done that one. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> but what happens is that there's a form of her feeling that she wasn't good enough either. And so then when she's in the space of helping you, then she took it over and said, oh, I, I really want to help you to make it look better, not depleting your value, but what happens is it ended up doing that unintentionally. So she thought she was helping you when, in fact, she was just trying to gain her own sense of feeling valuable. And then you as the child go, oh, all right, Mom, thank you. I guess I just didn't do it good enough. And then when it's repetitive, then even though, believe me, I've done this to my kids because I've lived it and I know it and I'm feeling it, then what happens as you get older, then everything you're perceiving is that you may not be doing enough and they're so generous and kind and look at how good they're doing these things around me. And and in your case, you're saying that uh, your position is to run the household, which is a big job in itself. But then because you see what others are doing, you're perceiving theirs as being more valuable than yours. So really it's about clearing some of the stuff that mom unintentionally created that you weren't good enough or that some of the things that you were doing, she just wanted to show you how better it could be. However, that was her perception instead of just letting you draw outside of the the lines and going, oh, my God, that's so gorgeous, honey, because we want to think that we want to show our children that if we work a little harder or do something a little different or better, that it, that we could enforce this responsibility. However, by allowing a child to color outside of the blocks is still giving them a, a sense of responsibility because they're creating what they want in their sense and being responsible for their happiness. You understand? Yes, yes, I do. Hmm. So let's clear a little bit of the space wrapped around not feeling valuable or good enough. Ooh, and I feel that in your throat. Did you find that you hesitated in your um, uh, eight? Did you find that when you started speaking up, your mom would go, what did you say? And then you sort of retracted, and then you became more of a person that didn't, speak uh how they felt when you were like 13 or 14 yeah i mean well that was yeah it was constant though i mean it was i mean i don't even so it was kind of my my parents they actually got divorced and so when they did get divorced it was it it was that uh, um, I wasn't being heard amongst the the arguing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a lot of 
uh, push and pull uh, yep. type, type deal. Yep. And then in divorces also, there can be a sense that I'm not good enough, especially if one of the parents leaves the household and then they find less time for their family that they left or that they're restricted based on the fighting that ended up creating uh, a certain schedule. And then the child starts owning, well, I'm not good enough because she only wants to see me every other weekend or they don't love me because they left each other. And now I'm, I, and then depending on the child can feel like they're the cause of it because if they hear behind the closed doors that, you know, you know, this child's costing us money and you're not paying and, you know, and they could hear that. And then the child starts thinking right. on the calls. But in this case, when I felt your throat retract or condense, it made me feel like you at eight children start to socialize. They feel more into their own feeling of, Ooh, I'm being heard about my opinion. And Oh, I can talk to my, my girlfriends or, or boys, boys that are friends at school and they're listening to me and they're my friend and like me. And then when you start to speak up at home and if there's challenges there, you get shut down and then that's where you, become more introverted in your throat, but then extroverted outside the house where you can feel comfortable with your friends, but not so comfortable inside the house. Was that some of the stuff that was happening? Yes. Yep. And so now here inside your house, you're not feeling valuable, but I bet you once you go outside the house and you hold the doors open for people and you're smiling at them, you feel more valuable, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So it's only simply what was created in your childhood and the familiar feelings of feeling like just by holding the door open and feeling like, wow, look what I'm doing for these people. They love me. But inside the house, they still love you too. It's just a feeling of what's happening that was caused by your upbringing. So let's just do a quick clearing here about feeling valuable, of loving yourself, cuddling yourself, snuggling with yourself. And knowing that you are doing everything that everyone loves in the house, you are supporting the house, they absolutely love you for that, and they can't wait to come home to you to snuggle and cuddle with you. So let's take a deep breath in our nose and out through the mouth. That's right. Oh, I felt a little shaky there. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling rock solid, from feeling grounded, from feeling whole and pure, from feeling one with your own internal mechanism, your own internal soul that brings out the sunflowers and the butterflies and makes you feel so alive, being fully connected to source and self. Uncreate, transmute, vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing, doing, believing, and seeing. All that you truly are and what you created in your home, outside your home, and feeling honored and grateful for the creation thereof. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing with every breath you take, you are loved, honored, and cherished. With every breath you take, every movement you make, you are loved, honored, and cherished within your home and outside of your home. It's equal. It's equal. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. 
everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing that you, my darling, are all love. You are love within you. Your heart flutters within your love, that you love your body, mind, and spirit. You love what you create from the inside out. Yes, from the inside out, that you are the magnificent being in the present moment that you are, and everyone loves, honors, and cherishes you. Uncreate, transmute, vaporize across all time, dimensions, space, and reality. Take a deep breath into your nose. Oh, and I'll see you, Mel. I had to own that one, too. Ooh. How do you feel, darling? Oh, much better. I do. Oh, thank you. Oh. You're welcome. You're, Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. That's very amazing, by the way, the the feeling that you get. Um, I. Anyways, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Own that on a special day and every day from now on that you I are will. loved, babes. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Kathy. And just so everyone remembers, you can replay the episode anytime that you need an infuse of energy. Just replay it. And, Terry, do you have time for one more? Yeah, let's just take a quick break. I want to go over a few things just really quick um, because you had asked, you know, just to remind, I I have been on uh, Real Housewives of Potomac and Hay House Radio, My Seven Chakras, this beautiful, amazing uh, episodes and events that you and I, how long have we been doing this? Two, three years? I can't remember. It's been so long. I love it. Four or five. Four or five, I couldn't remember. It's just I feel like we're we're girlfriends and we're sisters. <laughs> I, I just am so embedded in this. But besides just the show, you can find me through Illuminate Festivals. I am up and down the East Coast. I will actually be in, uh, let's see, Aiken, South Carolina on March 7th. And through Illuminate Aiken and Illuminate Savannah, I'll be there March 8th. And several other shows through, I'll be in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, the Mind, Body, Spirit Healing Expo on March 14th and 15th. I will be in, oh my gosh, March is a crazy, um, I'll be in Illuminate Frederick, that's Frederick, Maryland on March 22nd. I'll be at Heart of Oneness Holistic Expo in Edison, New Jersey on March 27, 28, 29. That's not, that's just March alone. I go through April and May. But I, I, I'm out there on the street, shaking hands, cuddling babies. I am out there healing the world so that you can feel more prosperous, abundant, and loved. And then also providing opportunities for you to step into. So just the show alone is one opportunity. I have written a book that's The Secret Power of You. You can find it on Amazon and also through my website at terrychristine.com. I also do one-on-one sessions. There is no time and space with energy, as I am showing you on this show, that you can connect with me or anywhere that you are in this world. I do group energy clearings locally and remotely on the first of every month. It's called Power Stream. So I'm telling you all about this because we all have choices, but we can choose to step into any opportunity that resonates with us. And so if you're going to live and feel stuck and troubled and lack and whatever it is, then you can continue to live in that and continue to realize that it never is going to change until you do something about it. 
And that's why I'm fully grateful for the universe, source, God, energy telling me that love will come and I have completely found it all within myself and the work that I do. It is so profound for me to see how I shift lives so magnificently with what I have passion to do. So in your case, my friends, choose to step into something. If it's any, any tool is a tool for success. The show is a tool. The book is a tool. My one-on-ones are a tool. YouTube's a tool. Anything. But use it and don't stop. Because if you stop, you're stagnant and you're stuck. Move into doing something. I'm asking and I hope that you do. So who's the next caller, love? Okay, so we're going to go to Florida and we're going to bring Julia. Ooh. Hello. Hi, Julia. Hello there. Thanks for squeezing me in. Um, sure. I'll just get right to it since we're running out of time. Yes, please. Um, I wanted to see uh, what you pick up as far as blocks around uh, connecting with a love relationship and also mm-hmm. self-love. Yep, dad. You're a big, strong dad block. At first, when you started talking, when you said, hello, I got dad and God. But the more you went into it, the deeper you started talking. And when you said love, poof, all dad. So let me see. Let's see what how old you were. You were very young. You were really young. Hold on really quick. One to two. It's almost at the end of one year old into two. I can see it. One year old into two. Now, I know when I pick up limiting beliefs and blocks that young, most people have a hard time remembering unless it's something significant, like the parents were arguing about money or there was sickness or there was a divorce. That is significant. But was there anything profound that your dad was going through when you were right at that end of the first year of your life going into second, your second year, do you recall anything your parents talked about? Was there a new child, a new sibling coming in? Was there money problems? Uh, my biological father was uh, completely missing. He didn't want anything to do with being a father. He, I think I was like his mistake. He thought he was just having a good time and, you know, along comes the oh. baby nine months later. So he wasn't any part of my life whatsoever. Oh, I, I'm so, so sorry, honey. So at the, about the, did he, was he around at the beginning or did he leave at the beginning, like before you were born? Um, he was no part of my life as far as I know. This is only from what my mother has said. Uh, he, mm-hmm. you know, he was no part. Mm-hmm. No- what was there was did your mom introduce a new masculine partner that re- reflected um father energy uh not until the beginning of middle school i had a stepfather who was very strict military guy not no mm-hmm. love no kindness no nurturing he was just you know we were like his little gi's that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. So, so I haven't had any nurturing father figure at all. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. So I, I'm picking up someone else, masculine someone else, and I asked grandfather they didn't get that. Did your was your did your mom have a brother? Did your mom have like a, a neighbor friend, masculine neighbor friend, someone who just? Um, and here's an example: when my first daughter was born, 
uh, her dad, who I stayed with for 14 years, but he left us right as she was six months old because he felt trapped, even though he wasn't. And the neighbor came over who had, they were wanting children, but at the time they weren't planning. And when I needed help going from, you know, what I was doing during the day and having to go to my night job, he would take my youngest daughter or my oldest daughter, his name was Matt. So Matt would come over and he loved her. He would take Samantha, cuddle her, play with her until his wife came home and then hand over my daughter to John, who was my, the father of my children at the time. Um, but there was a gap in time. So he ended up coming into my daughter's world for a very short period of time. So was there anyone that was a short period of time around one and a half to two? I feel like your mom's uncle, there's, there's someone related that was for a short period of time around that if your mom ever mentioned. Um, she hasn't mentioned, but she does have brothers. She's like the oldest of the children, and then she had like uh, three brothers that were all younger Brother. than her. So Ooh, I don't know if it would okay. be any of them, but I'm, I'm yeah, not aware yeah. of anybody That's stepping okay. in. Yeah, yeah, and it was just for a short period of time. Like, I don't even feel like it was a full year, but someone who would cuddle you and play and laugh and, oh, look at her. So uh, hold on for a second. What's that? Hold on really quick. There it is. So I saw... And I, I, know, I, wish, uh, I wish that you could, uh, if not, don't worry, I mean, would find out who that could have been because I'm feeling really strong about this. This person would come in, and then I saw bowling pins. Again, this is just how I can determine what the limiting belief was. I saw a bowling pin, but then I felt that bowling pin come close, like something you could hold on to, and then this masculine energy put it just, far enough you could see it but you can't reach it so do you find that love in your life ever that unconditional ever elusive love is just far enough but you can't reach it yeah yeah that would be pretty accurate I'm like you I'm the one that's trying to give the love give the love give the love in hopes that I'll receive the love but Right. The receiving seems to not flow. That's right. As, right. As. Right. So what has happened is a couple of things. It's a form of what your subconscious state picked up a, a bit of abandonment. I don't feel like it's a large part on some people that I work with, but you have a bit of abandonment, just a bit, and then the ever-elusive love. Like, oh, that's let's say it was her, one of mom's brothers and he came in and made you feel like, Oh, look at this baby bouncing around. And then he's gone. Then someone else might come in and feel really juicy for a minute. And then it's gone. And then now your mom has this partner that's now, now it's confirming to you. I'll never have it because he was restricted. He was restrictive and he wasn't a cuddler. So now you can only get it from, feminine energy as long as she was available and not overwhelmed so there's your ever elusive love so it's really about 
clearing a lot of limiting beliefs that love is within you, that love is available at all times, that we don't have to, like my story and yours, we don't have to prove to others that we're loved to receive it. We already have it. Are there lots of moments that you feel, I see you looking out the window, like you don't, you're lonely, but not lonely uh, to where it's detrimental, but I see you looking out the window saying, where is it? Meaning, where's my love? Where's my partner? Come on in. Oh, I'm going to go make dinner now. So you look out the window, but then you distract yourself with something else. Do you find yourself doing that? Yeah. Yeah, that would be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's the key, honey. I, I reach out to me, uh, send me an email, send me, uh, take a look at my website. Let me see what else we can do about that, honey. Cause you have so much love in there and there is someone at a distance, but his distance is so far that you're holding him back thinking you're going to go back into the old pattern. And we want to clear that before that person He's, he's about a about a half, a, not even a quarter of a mile away, meaning that's how far his energy is. I can literally see it out my window. But there's some potential with this person, but there's a, there's a lot of um, stuff in between for you to get that partner. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Well, I definitely so, want to clear it. That's all, you know, yep, why yep, I called in. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, well, I definitely let's want that deep, love partner. Yep, yep, I, I, you know. yep, no, most definitely. But it's more than just a 30-second clearing here because it's like I'm looking out the window. There's a bunch of townhouses next to me, and I would say you have like four townhouses in between you and that partner that's standing on the end of that one townhouse, meaning you've got all these layers of stuff. But you can have them. He's just there waiting. So everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from feeling, you can clobber those townhouses and knock them all down, jump into your rainbow, and know that that is all that you are and can receive. Everywhere and anywhere that's knowing that there's no smoke and mirrors here, that you can and will and shall have all of the love that you truly want and desire. It is all within you. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from knowing, feeling, doing, and believing that it can be given to you before you even open your mouth (laughs) it can be given to you you can receive it before you even decide you have to give it first and it feels good and it feels comfortable and it feels like real love uncreate transient and vaporize across all time dimension space and reality take a deep breath into your nose and out through your mouth and I there we go and I know we went over Claudia it's fine. It's fine. So, and okay. thank you, Julia, for your call. Thank you so much. Thank you for fitting me in. No worries. No worries, Julia. So reach out to me, honey. We can continue to talk about that. All right. Yeah, go to her website, www.cherrychristine.com, or send her a private message on Facebook and contact her. And Terry, well, we are at the end of today's show, a magnificent one, like always. And so much looking forward to our next show in May. And everybody that hasn't been able to be on the show today, put it on your calendar. She's coming back in May. 
And Terry, is there anything else that you want to mention before we say goodbye? Yeah, sure. So the May show is Peekaboo. I see you having more fun and adventure. <laughs> so <laughs> it's about clearing anything that you feel stagnant or stuck so that you can have more fun, more adventure, more love, more abundance, and be open to receive all that. And I, I'm very honored and grateful for everybody taking the time, especially on Valentine's Day. So you're stepping into true love to honor yourself and be with us and to receive all of this juicy goodness that I have to share. And I hope to see you somewhere in the world on the East Coast or on TV. I'm actually uh, on the 24th. If you're in the metropolitan D.C. area, I'll be on Good Morning Washington. Uh, And so for that, I love and honor all of you. I do create these opportunities. You just have to choose to step into them. And thank you very much. That's all for now. Thank you and have a beautiful weekend, long weekend, and see you soon.